definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. All right, welcome on to the end of the bench. David Collier here. Jeff Haxton in Fort Worth. is a busy day of Texas Tech basketball, football. We appreciate you joining us this morning as we get ready to unveil a Texas Tech football schedule here an hour from now. We'll get Jeff Haxton's thoughts on what he wants to see from that schedule in the next hour. And obviously, we're going to talk Texas Tech men's basketball, another Top 25 battle for the Red Raiders. Four in a row now as they get set to take on TCU. Six o'clock tip there from the Schulmeyer Arena in Fort Worth. Jeff Haxton in a hotel room somewhere around there and joins us now live. How you doing, Hax? Good morning, David. How are you, sir? Not bad. You awake? You ready to go? You belly full, well-rested? I'm not awake. I had a, a rough night. Um... It was, this was a this was a unique one. Um, I uh, first off, I missed the bus to go to practice by a minute because I uh, couldn't find my room key, and so they were gone. And so I was like, okay, I'll just stay here and write. Which you know that's a big part about my preparation and getting ready is a ton of writing. So I was like, I'll just write and see what happens with dinner because um, they got to go to Heim Barbecue and I missed Heim Barbecue. Oh. So I'm off to a flying start. Um, end up walking about um, a yeah, mile and a half round trip to um, uh, another establishment. And um, so I'm, I'm pissed off. You know, I'm in a bed and um, I pass out. At the very end of Houston and um, Texas, and um, wake up to almost like a choking sensation. Um, and I'm like, you know, who's smoking cigarettes? And um, from inside the room, it smelled like cigarettes. So I walked down the hallway, and it was just weed. Wham! <laughs> and it was so strong that I, I couldn't that's all I could focus on was just how overpowering the weed smell was. So I'd I'd given it a couple of hours trying to go back to sleep. So at two I switched rooms. So I don't even know where I'm at right now. I switched rooms at two. Um I'm in a different room here at the Sheridan's and um that was my evening. That's is it, is it the Sheridan that's like right off the well? No, I'm I'm probably thinking of Dallas. Never mind. No, you're. I think you're is it right. Right what off the water or whatever. Right off the water. There's like it seems like I I think I remember staying in a Sheridan. Uh, is it is it uh, an older, tall, really tall, old older building? Yes, and they have renovated it so. They're you know in the middle of doing a million things to it, but it's 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 it's, it's really nice. It, it's one of those old 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 tall skyscrapers that um, 
you know, that they need to put millions and millions of dollars into to update, and that's what they're currently doing. It's by the Fort Worth uh, um, Convention Center. Um, I walked by that last night. And so, yeah, and you're right. I'm, I'm giddy about this football release. Um, uh, I can't wait to see what happens with us tonight. Um, what a massive win for Houston last night. Um, the, the you know good part about this week is there's plenty going on. Next question is: Do you have your t- tiers of twelve ready? Not yet. Okay. Uh, no, I. Yeah, I've told you about my sleeping issues. Yeah. Um, I was trying to log into Zoom in my dream uh, fifteen minutes ago. So. Um, <laughs> and um was being haunted by an ex-girlfriend and that's and and my brother was getting married and so uh i'm a little bit twisted this morning (laughs) as long as your gift giving to him uh at the wedding wasn't a big uh, blanket with oklahoma state on it with a bunch of uh things that you would regret regret giving to him we're we're all good yeah yeah i'm in a bad mood you know i've got all this stuff going wrong Uh, go ahead and Kick me in the balls, David. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, just jokes, hacks. Just jokes. That's that's why you had your brother in your dream yesterday or last night, right? Because we were talking about that. I think that was yesterday, wasn't it? It's not good when it's that a, was yesterday. It's not good when it's a Tuesday and you think it's a, a Thursday. Uh, what uh, what else? Uh, I guess, man, I, I think you covered the gamut there of what uh, what went wrong. I want to ask you if anything went right, but it doesn't sound like it. I guess you're saving all of that for today, though. Yeah, I'm, that, that's a great point, man. You know, um, you know, here's here's what went right. It was a gorgeous day yesterday. I mean, we when when things go right, they go right with the travel. You know, it's just we were talking about that. You know how. Here, here's the here's the difference that you can get when it comes to travel. Um, the Texas Tech football team can can get to the can get to Lubbock Aero there and and the Lubbock Airport, and literally because of you know the West Texas wind that day and you know weather in Fort Worth can spend eight hours just to try and get in the air. And I always feel for all the, you know, uh, level and choice and and all those guys that could have driven there and probably getting close, you know, gotten close to driving back, you know, that day. <laughs> um, yesterday, I mean, it just went so smooth for us. Uh, fly right into Meacham, you know, get to the get to the hotel, and then they go down to Schollmeyer and run around and get to eat and so there hey believe me for the people that that matter on this trip things are going well so they are currently cranked up with breakfast they will finish breakfast and at uh, 10 30 go back to Schollmeyer for a shoot because you know today's a long day so shoot around um get back and then catch a few more get off your feet time, you know, eat and then go try to whip the, the frog. So for the people that matter, man, things are going well. 
So you didn't catch the end of last night's game? It, I mean, that's going to – will that alter your tiers of 12 in any way, shape, or form? I mean, it was it was an impressive uh, showing by Texas, even though they came up short. And it's funny, on social media, all of the Red Raider fans that said that they weren't Texas fans, but they would be fine if Houston lost last night. found that interesting. I felt, I felt the same way. And at the end, I didn't care. And I, I did. I was in and out. It was one of those like, oh, okay, uh, you know. I watched to the to the end. I just passed out at the very, very end when um, it looked like Houston was going to win. So I watched a good probably 70% of it. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Welcome back to the end of the bench. Let's take a quick look at the headlines. Jeff Haxton will join us momentarily from... Fort Worth uh, on location is Texas Tech men's basketball. We will start there. The Red Raiders visiting 25th-ranked TCU. You can hear the coverage beginning at 5 o'clock tonight on Double T 97.3 as the Red Raiders look to continue to roll on and build on their lead in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, We'll go to football next. The Big 12 Conference, speaking of, sets release the 2024 football schedule at 10 o'clock this morning. It's the first version of that 16-conference matrix. Know the Red Raiders' opponents, I guess, since November hacks. But at 10 o'clock this morning, we'll actually know when they play those opponents. Should be interesting to see where everything shakes out there. And I guess in the next uh, segment, maybe I'm going to get your thoughts on when you think a good time for a bye week would be and how many Thursday games might pop up on that schedule. Well, don't forget you. Um, uh, Friday game's not out of the schedule. That's They're not true. out of the uh, yeah the realm. Let's hope not, especially uh, unless it's somewhere else. If it's in Kansas or something like that, I'm totally fine with that. I'm o- I'm okay with um, with one Thursday a year. Yeah, yeah. Just don't 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 give us multiple. That's just too much, and I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know how much the fan base would really care for, especially all those people that are coming from where you are right now can make the trip out here for a Thursday night football game. And I think, well, yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, another stipulation on that is you would want it to be on the road, you know? So, yeah. You know, if you want to play in uh, Utah or wherever, Kansas, fine by me, do that thing on a Friday night. And then everybody has their weekend free. At least that's the way I look at it. Cause you know, we typically have to work those things, right? Um, D1 Baseball releases its All-America teams yesterday. A pair of Red Raiders make the cut. First baseman Gavin Cash made the second team. Catcher Kevin Bazell lands on the third team. The Red Raiders season opener against Tennessee at Globe Life Field. Now 17 days away. Speaking of Globe Life Field, Rangers Caravan makes its stop in Lubbock today. First pitch luncheon going on over at the Civic Center. I believe uh, the festivities get underway around 11 o'clock over there. Josh Young, Emily Jones on hand to recap the Rangers World Series win. We'll talk Texas Tech and LCU baseball as well as they get ready for the upcoming season. Chance McMillan, Big 12, newcomer of the week for the second time this season after going for a career high in points and rebounds, 27-8 and in that win over Oklahoma over the weekend. Red Raiders. Up to 15th in the country in the latest AP, I believe, the coaches poll as well. 
And one more thing. What else did I miss here? Oh, men's golf playing round one in California. They are in sole possession of first place at seven under par after one round of the Southwest Invitational at Ranch Country Club in Westlake, uh, Westlake Village, California. Red Raiders hold a two-shot lead over USC heading into today's second round. Tournament wraps up tomorrow. Any clue where Westlake Village, California is, Max? Never heard of it. Yeah, okay. Makes me feel a little bit better. I'm sure it looks nice and it's scenic and it's probably, what do you say? I mean, it was it was nice here yesterday. Actually, a nice morning as well. I, I saw my breath this morning when I was letting the dog out, but uh, we'll take that over just completely frozen whenever I step out the door. All right, you got any headlines that you can think of? Did I miss anything? Since I'm usually uh, sitting back and letting you rattle off all the headlines, I guess we do have high school basketball as well. Let me check out this. Uh, this is the this is the part where I still am figuring out all of this uh, sign language that's up here on the board. We got friendship girls and boys basketball. They host Midland tonight. You can find that on set Sunny ninety seven seven and uh, Liberty girls and boys basketball taking on Abernathy at home. That I believe is on ninety three one Texas FM. Did you mention the other two Big Twelve matchups tonight? I did not mention the other two Big 12 matchups. I got one Big 12 we, matchup on my brain. We, uh, yeah, well, um, we get that email after every, anytime somebody in the Big 12 plays, we get an email from the league office that lets everybody know um, a million things. I mean, it's, it's a great packet if you want to just sit there and kind of get lost on uh, what's coming up, who's played who. Um, there's all kinds of, uh, great information in that packet. And I, I, I just already, I mean, like, like I said, I'm with you, right. Focused on Texas tech and TCU, but tonight you have Oklahoma and Kansas state mm -hmm. and they're all staggered by an hour, which is nice here. So, uh, tech's up first. OU Kansas state's up at seven and then. Oklahoma State at Kansas for Cowboys at um, <laughs> 8 o'clock. But then there's still two matchups to come tomorrow. You know, this league is so big now. There's a lot of hoops. And then I went ahead and, and just glanced ahead to this massive list of games that are coming up this weekend. Yeah. Should be, should be a whole lot of fun today, tonight, and Saturday as we, you know, try to punch and kick our way through league play. There's just a lot going on. This has been a hard place for um, Texas Tech to get a win, believe it or not. Um, here at Schollmeyer. Here, hold on just two seconds. Let me grab my preparation here. Nope, he's off. Well, while he's doing that, please, uh, just like Bullfighter, Bullfighter loves, uh, he's a positive reinforcement guy. Join him on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Positive comments only, unless they're directed at Haxton. Um, TCU's won three straight in the series. Uh, three consecutive losses at Schollmeyer, which I remember when I first got to Texas Tech, it was kind of a party when you went to TCU. Even if you were an underdog, you were coming out of there with a win. Last year, you lost on New Year's Eve. 
But even with all that bad news, David, not to fret, Texas Tech has won six of the last ten in the series and dominated the overall series, 86-55. to And in Fort Worth overall, five hundo, 33-33. and Yeah, um, I'm a little more worried about this one than I was over the weekend, the the trip to Norman. I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. I think uh, I was looking at it last night. They've got wins. What, they've lost at home to Iowa State by <clears throat> one whole point, wins over Oklahoma, and I'm missing a big one in there. Houston. Houston, yeah, beat, beat Houston at home as well. So I, I don't think uh, – by any stretch of the imagination, it's going to be easy tonight for the Red Raiders. Actually, going into this one, somewhat concerned. That for whatever reason, I, I think we mentioned it yesterday. Some, but matchup problems they they might be a an issue inside for the Red Raiders. But and obviously, you know, some guards that they're pretty decent with the basketball as well. But well, I mean, one thing they've got, David, is got a ton of experience. I mean, yeah. Micah Peavy's been playing forever. Emmanuel Miller, Avery Anderson, who used to play three years at Oklahoma State. Um, Chuck O'Bannon, who's never really done much, but is kind of a a guy that'll step out and hit a three or two a game. Ernest Uday, Xavier Cork, Jacoby Coles. Their their gunner, the one that scares me to death, is is Trevin uh, is a Tennyson. Tennyson has hit 41 threes this year. He's the guy that went off at KU and almost took them to victory at Allen Fieldhouse. It's a really good basketball team, and we hate saying that about Jamie Dixon <laughs> and TCU. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it's a dang good team. And um, you'll have to, again, the old coaches speak here, you'll have to play your best to win. And an ugly basketball court to boot. Yeah, it just hurts your eyes, you know. And yeah, it's there's there's worse out there, but just the color contrast to everything, it just doesn't doesn't work good. I'm sure it's a lot better when you're in the arena on floor level and you're not staring straight down on it. But uh, there you go. It is it, that is actually a, a thing. When you take your seat, now you're looking over it, and you don't have to look at it like folks on TV do. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Back on the end of the bench, 15 minutes away from the Big 12 Conference, at least according to news from yesterday, the release of the 2024 football schedule for the conference. Red Raiders again with home games scheduled for Arizona State, Baylor, Cincinnati, Colorado, and West Virginia. Well, they'll visit Arizona, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and TCU. We know the non-con and those dates, obviously. Abilene Christian, August 31st, a trip to Pullman to take on Washington State, September 7th, and North Texas at Jones AT&T Stadium on September 14th to wrap up that portion of the schedule. We'll find out here in about 15 minutes what the rest of the schedule looks like for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders. Right now, though, Jeff Haxton in Fort Worth getting ready for Red Raider basketball, which you can listen to at 5 o'clock pregame here on 100.7 The Score and Double T 97.3. And as we get set to talk more Red Raider basketball, it's time for the Tears of 12. 
Tears of 12. All right, who's going first? I usually go first, but do you get the honors since you're far, far away? I can go. Okay, I've got mine ready to go. I'm going to start at the bottom. And this is um, all uh, in a particular order. The way I'm taking this today is I don't care what your current record is. These records are going to change so, so much. And they're going to go up. They're going to go down. You're going to win. You're going to lose. So I'm projecting this thing the way that I feel like it's just this is the best teams. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> OSU dead last, West Virginia 13. I have UCF 12 and Cincinnati 11. I have Texas 10. I know I just. I don't know. It just depends on if they hold things together. Normally, I see Texas teams falling apart when they hit some adversity. They played their tails off last night. They had a good showing, come up short against Houston. There's the best team in this league. I'll give that away, that they're my number one. Yeah. I have OU 9, Baylor 8, Kansas State 7. I've probably had Kansas State too high throughout this whole thing, but I'm putting them there at 7. All right, I got TCU at six, BYU at five, Kansas at four, Texas Tech at three, Iowa State at two, Houston at one. My tiers are broken down by Oklahoma State, West Virginia, UCF, Cincinnati. Still with a heck of a chance to get in the NCAA tournament, Texas, OU, Baylor, K-State. The next tier is still could get involved in a championship run. I think Really, you get to really, really good teams here at TCU, BYU, Kansas, and then the top tier, Texas Tech, Iowa State, and Houston. Make me Those feel- are my tiers of 12. I like yours more than I like mine. Uh, the, the bottom portion, obviously, very similar. Oklahoma State, West Virginia, UCF, and Cincinnati working my way from the bottom up. That's where we uh, agree 100% after that. Like you said, that's the thanks for playing portion of my tiers. Uh, Oklahoma will be number 10 for me at this point with Texas right in front of them at nine. I think you can flip-flop both of those two, obviously, but I just think think it, it seems like the Longhorns, for whatever reason, have more firepower, more people. Maybe maybe not You're, the greatest coaching, but I, I trust you, the players in that situation. I think you're probably exactly right on that. I just um, I, I I go the the one that I waver the most on from week to week. I think is Texas. No, I, I just don't know. I just don't know exactly where to put them. So I'm I'm with you. I could I could buy that in a heartbeat. Yeah, and I think both of those guys are you know, fighting for potentially that last spot in the NCAA tournament. So I guess they're in their own portion of a tier. I've got BYU a little bit lower than you, actually a lot bit lower than you. I have them checking in at eight, 
followed by Baylor at seven. And I know I probably have Kansas State too high, but you know, I mean, maybe I'm still thinking of last year. I know they don't have the same roster, but uh, and the funny thing is, as I look at this now, I almost have it stacked. It looks like it looks like the actual standings because I've put in the uh, records and everything like that. TCU checks in at number five for me. Um, I, for whatever reason, I still believe in Kansas. Uh, I mean, they've given me no reason to not, historically anyway, not to believe in them to finish in the, uh, what, top three at least. I've got them at four right now behind Iowa State. Texas Tech at two, and the easy one for everybody, the Houston Cougars at number one. I think they would have probably still stayed at number one had they lost last night in that game there in Austin. Yeah, I was... I found myself doing the same thing that a lot of people were doing. It's like, you know, man, it sure would be nice to put another loss on Houston here. And at the same time, I was like, it's Texas. Um, I, you know, let's, let's get Houston a different way. Although you don't have a chance to pay them back because of the way the schedule's set up. I was like, that's okay. Great win for them. Um, how about this? Who's the MVP of this league? Ooh, well, I would probably go Shed. Just, I mean, if we're going with them as the number one team in the league, he certainly looked like like it in portions of that game. What they hadn't hit many threes all night long. They fell behind by six really quick, and he hit back to back threes to tie the game up. And then they hit another one to go up by three. Now that last second shot at the end of regulation didn't look like an MVP. And Kelvin Sampson wasn't happy with it. I don't know if you were in and out at that point, but he airballs a three. No, no, I remember that was a, that was a, um, you know, what you talked about at the first year is an MVP. Yeah. Your team is falling behind. At that point, you're five for 18 from three point range. Shed goes whammo, whammo. You're tied and they're getting stops in between. And then Sharp hits a three on the right wing. And you've gone from down six to up three, causing Rodney Terry to call call a timeout. And then on the last possession, you've got one of one of the premier drivers of the basketball with Max Acemus on him, who's not a great defender. Yeah. They got the mat. They got that's why Kelvin was so ticked off. They got the matchup that they wanted. They switch off to a small the smallest guard on the floor, who can't hold shed. Acemus is really good at a lot of things, but trying to hold down a guy that's three inches taller than him and twice as strong as him is not one of them. But all of a sudden, Shed settles for a 23-foot three-pointer that ends up being an air ball, and Kelvin had the right to be upset on that deal because that he had it dialed up. Kelvin's, Kelvin's off his rocker right now, <laughs> and Fran will will shine things on a little bit and do some hyperbole here and there, but gosh, who won't? Um, I'm certainly guilty of that. And he, you know, was talking about how the NBA has helped Kelvin, you know, get a master's class in coaching or whatever. Um, when they came out of the second half, and started running those fade screens and getting good looks behind Texas in the corners. That was pretty fun to watch how he had, uh, massage that to get those kind of looks. Those were uh, looks, that, and they and they came up and hit them. But that was a that was a fun game last night. 
Yeah, it was entertaining. I you to go and going back to the shed thing. I I think he has to be the MVP, but I was somewhat confused too, especially the way they were rebounding the ball there late on the offensive glass. Just throw something up. They're not they're going to swallow the whistle there. They're not going to call a foul, but you guys have sh- shown that you can get an offensive board and uh put something back up, but they ended up getting the getting the win anyway. And uh both you and I believe they're the best team and the majority of people in the Big 12 Conference. Also, uh, pick your brain on this. Joe Lenardi released his bracketology yesterday, and even though the Red Raiders are top 15 in the country in the polls, I know that's not the net ranking and everything. Get your thoughts on what where he had the Red Raiders seated, which the math doesn't work out. I'm horrible at math. I totally understand that. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. All right, welcome into hour number two on the End of the Bench. David Collier in the first United Bank Studios. Jeff Haxton on the road with Texas Tech men's basketball. You can join us on the Ace Flooring Center chat line. You're listening into the uh, 100.7 The Score mobile app. We appreciate that. Brought to you by our friends at Happy State Bank. I believe we're actually streaming now on Fox 34 News now and YouTube all the time. So uh, if you want to see my ugly mug and Jeff Haxton in a hotel room that at one point, no, that was earlier, was filled with uh, some smoke, not because of Jeff Haxton. You can do that as well on YouTube. Uh, Hax, we told you about it before the uh, end of the last hour, the Big 12 Conference releasing the 2024 football schedule. I've got the big, huge uh, checkerboard uh, schedule in front of me. Do you, have you found it yet? I'm watching the uh, Texas Tech um, video that um, has all of the construction going on on the south end zone and all that stuff uh, – Ooh, 11-23 at Oklahoma State. All right. Um, Yeah, go ahead and go through it. I'm looking at it. All right, here we go. They don't have it up on their website yet, but I have the – our buddy Max Olson was nice enough to tweet out this. I didn't even see it on the Big 12 site. They just put us a nice long video. All right. Again, we went through that. We'll go through the non-conference as well to start things off. Uh, Red Raiders open the season against Abilene Christian – that on August 31st, September 7th. That's the trip to Pullman to take on Washington State, making up for the trip to Oregon, the flip-flop of the schedule. North Texas will wrap up the non-conference schedule on September 14th. Then Big 12 play begins. The Red Raiders open conference play against one of the newbies. They will welcome Arizona State to town at Jones AT&T Stadium to open up conference play. The next week, it's another home game against the Cincinnati Bearcats on the 28th. Then it's the first trip west to Tucson, Arizona to take on the Wildcats and their new head coach that we don't know the name of because Jed Fish left. That's on October 5th. And then the Red Raiders get a bye week on the 12th. That's followed up by a home contest against the Baylor Bears on the 19th of October. Then it's a back-to-back home games first at TCU on the 26th. Then at Iowa State, you got to love Iowa State in November. That's a November 2nd kickoff there from Jack Trice Stadium. Colorado Buffaloes in Lubbock, Texas on 
November 9th, and then another bye week on the 16th for the Red Raiders. And you mentioned the Oklahoma State trip to Stillwater, November 23rd, and then Thanksgiving weekend. That would be the West Virginia Mountaineers here in Lubbock, Texas. And I don't have the dates in front of me here. So I, the, I have the dates. I don't have the days. So I'll have to go back and look to see if there are any Thursday well, contests no, in there. I, I can tell you that. Are you talking about Thursdays and, yeah, and that Thursdays kind of deal? Thursdays and Fridays, yeah. Um, none. Wow. All that, Saturdays. That surprised you? I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised, especially when I look across the league. Um. Kansas State's playing Arizona on a Friday or a Saturday. See, there's some that are Friday. Like, for for instance, Cincinnati, West Virginia is either Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Um, (laughs) That's got to be exciting for uh, whoever's hosting that. uh, The Oklahoma State at Colorado game, the last game of the regular season, is a Friday. Utah and UCF is a Friday. So there's a there's um there's quite a few. Let's see. TCU Stanford is a Friday. Kansas Lindenwood is a Thursday. UCF and New Hampshire is a Thursday. BYU and Oklahoma State could be on a Friday. Um well this is um this is the reality setting in for sure when you don't see that Longhorn or the uh the OU logo. Right, I know. That's uh, I'm like scrolling around, looking, and you know, just just seeing some of these teams on here. I will say this though about the Friday, no Friday, Thursday thing. I think that kind of tells you maybe what the conference thinks of uh, the potential of the Red Raiders. Right, you don't want to waste uh, a good Texas Tech football game on a Thursday night, do you? Yeah, I don't know if I read into that that much. The thing that that I will tell you that I read into it is think of the times over the years that Oklahoma State and Texas Tech is game one or game two out of the shoot in Big 12 play. It, it seems yeah. to me that over the years, more than not, that's been an extremely early hot game. This time now, we've got that thing moved back to the second-to-last regular season game. So that, to me, shows me more than what you were talking about, of what they think this might look like. I mean, they're trying to get the best matchups down the stretch. And there you have it. Second-to-last game, Cowboys and... uh, and Red Raiders. But, hey, I, I like the way this looks. I mean... Well, you got four four home games in the first five games. And not to slight the two conference opponents as you start at home with, but I think those are favorable matchups for you to start conference play. And, man, you got to feel pretty good of at least 4-1. and one. I would venture a guess you might be 5-0. and oh. Well, the the trip to Pullman's going to be huge. Yeah, that, that, that won't be a free space. Um, but I'm with you, man. I mean, you start off Arizona now. If Jed Fish was still the coach, oh, that's different. That's a completely different story. 
it's a complete, completely different ball game than what we're looking at here. And, you know, you figure in Arizona State's uh, financial issues and the new new athletic director and Fish. One, one of their best players is now a tight end at, uh, at Texas Tech and Jalen Conyers. Man, I'm telling you, now after that at Arizona, we get to some familiarity with Baylor, TCU, Iowa State. But I like the schedule. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's <laughs> it sets up pretty decent. Again, the Arizona game isn't nearly as scary as it was. Man, we need to. I'm I'm looking through this right now. Quick, uh, Baylor. Don't know what Baylor's going to be, and you get them at home. You, I'm I'm just. I'm I'm going to stop at seven and zero and stop thinking about it from there because. I don't know what to expect from Washington State, and maybe the road trip is tough. We found out last year, certainly, a trip to that neck of the woods was difficult for the Red Raiders against Wyoming, but different ball team, different year. We're up against the break here, Hacks. We'll get more reaction on the Red Raiders. 2024 football schedule just released by the Big 12 Conference. You're listening to The End of the Bench here on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Maybe just as exciting as all of the uh, football schedules for the Big 12 Conference coming out today are the videos. Haxton brought up one a little bit earlier. I just watched UCF's football video. No Red Raiders on their schedule, but definitely worth a watch if you want to go back and see a bunch of memes and uh, references to TV shows. Starts off like The Office. Hacks, did you have a chance to watch the UCF schedule reveal video? No, but I am now (laughs) very much headed that way. Pretty solid. Got a cameo from Gus Malzahn at the very end. But yeah, a lot of of pop culture, meme, television show references throughout the thing. A little jab at Coach Prime. But yeah, everybody in The Office going through the schedules. uh, Pretty pretty solid watch there. About four minutes of your time, but uh, four minutes. Four oh minutes. Hey, God. I watched the entire commercial break. I that's all I was worried about. Well, I was doing more investigating on weirdo snake boy Jeff Goodman. I'm sorry. No, that's I fine. should have been watching this. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a solid watch, no doubt about it. Uh, definitely worth your time. I. I we might have to rank these things. It's just, it's ridiculous the amount of, I guess everybody has so many production teams and you talk about this all the Cyclone time. Larry's on the wall. Yeah. Cyclone, there's a couple of re- references to Cyclone Larry right off the top. The, uh, what is that? Is that from always sunny or is that from uh, one of the horrible bosses movie? It's the uh, Charlie day, but I don't know. Uh, that That's from always sunny. Okay. I, I, I never watched the show. I know I would like it because I like everybody in that show, but just one of the things you know, you don't. One of the things you don't have time for. But yeah, the famous scene from Always Sunny with him is right off the top. Well, right, not right after an office type setting. It's a, it's a solid watch. Almost as fun as uh, going through the schedule and trying to find ten wins for the Red Raiders, which I still think. Uh, you can find pretty easily. You already found them, dude. It's over. You found them. I'm done. I found all 10 of the wins. I found all 10 of the wins. So I'm going to take the heat from you. Just like, you know, 
the hype video people that are doing these schedules, Texas Tech, I haven't seen Texas Techs. I'm sure it's amazing as well. We'll get all hyped up from all their videos during the offseason, and I'll still go with 10, and you're not going with 10 because you bought into it last year, and you're not going to put that number out there. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you because everybody's going to get mad at you instead of uh, instead of just be happy with you for believing in the Red Raiders, which I probably believe uh, hey, the most. I will. I will say this: that um, you know, even though that that monstrosity of a project is going on right under our noses because we live in Lubbock and we drive around Texas Tech and we you know, all these things and we drive down University, um, you unless you see a video like this or get inside the stadium, you can't see the the progress. And that you can really see now how this thing is going to look. Um, with all the with all the steel up mm-hmm. and the seats down low, and so that's to me the best thing about the schedule reveal. Now knowing what the schedule is, is just seeing all the progress there. That's it's worth it there. But I, I do think, you know, I, I'm not one of these. I mean, it's amazing because the, these guys that work in social media and marketing and all these promotions they are highly educated in this process. Like you shouldn't put that period period there. You should take this word and not use it. Or you should do this and that to get more clicks. Yep. Um, I'm more of the, um, you know, keep it under a minute in this type of situation. <laughs> but uh, UCF said, let's go for four. Yeah. It's, it's long, but I mean, it, I think it, I think it's a solid, uh, yeah. Four minutes is usually a little too much for, of people's attention spans, but I watched the whole thing. All right. What, what's your concern going into tonight's basketball game for the Red Raiders? Oh, you know, mine is like more of, when is this fairy tale going to run out? <laughs> right. Type deal. Because <clears throat> to me, it truly has been a fairy tale so far. When you look at what the product was in the non-con, um, when you look back and see that the teams that you played in the non-con, none of them were any good except for maybe Villanova. I mean, Vanderbilt's terrible. Michigan's terrible. You and I's terrible. On we go, on we go, Right. Um, and then you get to big 12 play and you win at Texas fairly easily. And then you have found yourself behind by so much in so many of these games and you <laughs> still found ways to win. And so to me, that's kind of fairy tale. And, you know, does that, does your luck run out? You know, that kind of deal. Um, I'm not sure it does because I think you could add to the fairy tale tonight because it's not like TCU's the Bucks or somebody like that. Um, they have they have their weaknesses just like we do. So mine's just kind of you know off the court almost you know and and in your mind because you've again. I'm going to take you through the percentages you were 
uh, 99% to lose to K-State after the 20-0 run, you win. You're 94% to lose to BYU at half, you win. You might, That might, might have even got to 97%. You were 94% to lose at Texas in the first half, so you had a lot of time to come back from that one, and you ended up doing just that. The OU game was, you know, you fell behind by nine, fairly deep into the second half, and you just pull the thing out of the fire, you know? So how long can you continue to live that way? How long can you continue to not have a ton of depth and in a in a rigorous league like this one continue to stack wins? I don't know. So I'm at the point where it's like, you know, you're – your fairy tale could run out tonight, but then, but it, it, here's another thing. To me, it doesn't matter what happens tonight. Obviously, you want to beat TCU so bad, and you've yeah. lost three in a row here, and you got swept last year. Um, you also got swept by um, K State last year, I think, and won. Um, I thought there was another one where you got swept. You kind of said it there, though. Um, Not that it doesn't matter if you win or lose, but I think at this point, considering where you're sitting, there's no reason to like, I don't think there's any time to panic necessarily, especially when you're five and one. But I mean, not that you, and not that you expect to lose it, but this is one you've kind of built up enough equity that if you lose this, you don't feel as bad, especially since you're coming home for the weekend. What I was limp- what I was limping around to get to was that, that you have Cincinnati waiting and you're not playing on Wednesday. So you get an extra day. Um, you know, you'll be, ha- you'll be home tonight and then you'll have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to get ready for Cincinnati where you'll be a nice favorite. So, you know, it would be unbelievable to do this tonight. Get to six and one in conference play, and then you're like, "Oh, Cincinnati seven and one." You're like, "We're just going to win the rest of our games," you know. <laughs> um, Sound like me yeah, with a football like, schedule? Yeah, exactly. Well, my son, you know, I mean, when we started conference play, Dad, I only see two losses. I'm like, "Okay, son." Um, but uh, yeah. I, I, for me, it's 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 a little bit less. It's a little bit different than just X's and O's, and and TCU rebounds the ball well, which they do at plus six point six rebounds on the year over their opponents. Um, just keep the can you keep the magic going? Is that the, isn't that a good feeling though? Like you're worried about external stuff that has nothing to do with what's going on the basketball court right now, and it's it's all this stuff that's in your head, right? As opposed to man, I just know that this team's going to just beat the snot out of us. And that you felt like or, that quite you know, a bit. Bardaz A-Snacks is uh, over there with his Cheez-Its, you know, just kicking it with a horrible attitude. And, you know, Jalen Tyson's over there pouting. And who knows what's going on in the locker room because I can't even see that. You're not working, you know, you're not worried about that kind of stuff. Then that's great. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.